0: Hi, I'm Sam Hawley. This is ABC News Daily. We haven't seen too much of him since he lost the election, but Scott Morrison's been back in the headlines after delivering a lengthy sermon at a Pentecostal church in Perth. In it, he referenced Satan, miracles and God's plan telling the faithful it would be a mistake to trust in governments like they trust in God. Today, Radio National Breakfast host Patricia Carvellis on the key moments of the address and why they matter. OK, it, it took a few days for this video to start spreading around to become public. Amen. But on the weekend, the former Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, he attended a birthday event. We have the Honourable Scott Morrison here today m p and quite what a lot was of... that about
1: so it was the twenty seventh birthday of the Pentecostal Victory Life Centre in Perth. Now that is a church that was founded by the very controversial tennis champion Margaret Court, who of course is very much in the spotlight for her very controversial views on uh, LGBTIQ community, um, views which uh, I think, fair to say, pretty out of step with mainstream thinking. Just before uh, I get uh, Scott Morrison up, we think it's a Sunday service, we're going to take up the tithe... She's said pretty controversial things, like that homosexuality was an ungodly lust for the flesh, mm. that it was the work of the devil, uh, that it was about getting into the minds of children... I, I know many Christians who would not take an invitation, Sam, to speak at Margaret Court's mm-hmm. um, church, not, would not speak at the Pentecostal Victory Life Centre in Perth.
2: So let's give him a victory welcome and thank you for being here.
0: Okay, so Scott Morrison, he's gone along to this birthday event at this church. There's singing and there's dancing, there's sermons. And he's then introduced to the congregation by Margaret Court herself.
2: Happy birthday! Happy birthday!
0: He delivers a sermon. How long does please, that last please, for? Please, please,
2: it's hugely long. I'm so pleased to be here. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, well, I think,
1: close your... to an hour, like 50 minutes uh, or something. Mm-hmm. Lots is said in it too, can I say. And I've had a few people on the text line at, at RM Breakfast sort of saying, who'd seen different parts of it saying, hang on a minute, defending him as well, saying he said many things. And mm-hmm. and sometimes the inflammatory parts do get uh, teased out and shared. And I, I think that generally context matters and and that is worth mentioning. Mm -hmm. But I think the inflammatory parts, which we can get to, are also worthy
2: of mentioning. Mm. May your kingdom come. May your will be done on earth Earth, as it is in heaven. That's where you come in. That's where I come in. That's where we all come in. But what I note from his 50 minutes, a couple of things.
1: One is that he even takes the invitation. Secondly, when Scott Morrison speaks and... uh, now he's very much unplugged, right, because he, he's not in the office of Prime Minister anymore and he can kind of be his, his full self, if you like. Do
2: you really trust God?
1: He does kind of talk like well, let me ask you this. a pastor. Like, he does talk like a church leader. Do you believe
2: his grace is sufficient for you? Do you believe that God will supply all of your needs? Yes. Do you believe that when pressed, you will not be crushed? Yes. Do you believe that...
0: Mm, What was the sort of overall theme of this sermon? Well, it all starts
1: with him acknowledging that he lost the election, and everyone knows he does. Mm -hmm. His broader speech was about mental health and anxiety.
2: Anxiety. This is something that is shaking our society.
1: And he did talk about, has previously talked about his concerns around this as prime minister. Mm-hmm. And again, in fairness to him, he did invest in mental health and talked about this as prime minister. So I do think he had a genuine um, concern about that. But then he talked about anxiety as a, cre- as a creation of Satan. those
2: things are that you think are holding you back and the things in your past. And you know, Satan is known as the accuser, the great accuser, and he'll keep throwing this stuff at you. But God, on the cross, said no.
1: And that people of faith like him um, aren't anxious about things like climate change and really, really um, leaning back on religion, saying God's kingdom will come. It's in his hands. We must trust in him. So
2: whether it is on these existential issues about the world stability or the climate or any of these sorts of things... Don't be anxious about it.
0: You mentioned there was some more sort of intriguing parts of this. So just tell me about those. So he he said a few throwaway things which have been super contentious. Mm
1: -hmm. So he said that we shouldn't trust in governments. God's kingdom will come. It is in his hands. We trust in him. We don't trust in governments. And then this one that we shouldn't trust in bodies like the UN. We don't trust in the United Nations, thank goodness. We don't <laughs> trust... Cue laughter in. from the crowd, right? Like he All knew that lo- would get a line because like this be, was... was some do. people have described it as a dog whistle to very, very extreme views, conspiracy theories even, that the UN, you know, is a sort of plot, that we shouldn't trust in it, and that he did, he did go there. This distrust of government and institutions has really been a far-right rallying call and cry during the pandemic. It has gathered momentum. We've seen this movement in the United States. And given he was uh, meant to be a sort of centre-right leader of a mainstream political party, I do think it strikes me as odd that he would talk about a, a lack of trust in governments. If you're questioning trust in governments well, then it kind of erodes cohesion. That's the fear. Now, I think context matters. He did add, and I think it is important to say, that um, he did say they were important governments. Right? He didn't say there should be no government. (laughs) And he talked about his his own roles in the higher echelons of power. But he did say still that he wouldn't put his faith in them like he puts his faith in God. But
2: as someone who's been in it, If you are putting your faith in those things, like I put my faith in the Lord, you are making a mistake. They're earthly. They are fallible.
1: He really, really talked in a way that I think made people go, well, is is this really how you understood your own decision-making, that it was all ultimately a plan? by God or Satan uh, when Satan intervenes. And and I think that is kind of a a talking point. People are really interested in was this really what he thought because he sometimes shied away from some of these issues when he was Prime Minister.
0: Mm, Okay, so he's delivered this sermon and it lasts for quite some time, about 50 minutes, almost an hour At the end of it, PK, do you think we learnt more about Scott Morrison than we already knew? I mean, we knew, didn't we, that he was deeply religious. He never really hid that. He told us that he was. He even made it clear in his victory speech in 2019 that, you know, he believes in miracles. So did we learn anything more about him? He said he still believes in miracles. Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: Look, what we learnt is that probably he was repressing some of this his own personal views were clearly um, being master And now you might hear a lot more of them because he doesn't have to worry about the electoral consequences of that. And faith is obviously a really big thing for him and, um, and he's entitled to that. But we are also entitled to ask questions about his time as Prime Minister and how much of an influence some of these views may have had on his decision-making.
0: Mm, I was going to say, I mean, it's okay, isn't it, that he parked his religious views while he was Prime Minister? He always made the point, didn't he, when he was asked about his faith, that his faith had nothing to do with his politics. And I think that's an unanswered question still, though. Mm -hmm. Because, for
1: instance, on the same-sex marriage legislation, when his own electorate had voted yes, he ended up abstaining. Now... Uh, that is his own personal view, but that is a very obvious example where his own personal uh, views based on his religion did influence his decision-making.
0: Okay, but PK, at the end of the day, he's no longer our Prime Minister, so do we really care anymore?
1: I don't know. Some people listening might care a lot. Some people might think you're wasting your time. I think it's interesting because he was only Prime Minister a couple of months ago. Some of the decisions he made were not that long ago, so I feel like there is some currency to this. And I think um, we didn't know that he thought we shouldn't trust in governments so or that um, we could only trust in God. And we're always interested in our former Prime Ministers, as I am. Um, I regularly speak to a lot of the former Prime Ministers, and they're thinking it's the highest office in Australia, elected office. Like it's it's a big deal. Work together for good... I think we will see in terms of his future more of him on this speaking circuit Sam and it's going to be interesting the sorts of things he says.
2: Do you believe if you lose an election that God still loves you and has a plan for you? I do.
0: Patricia Carvelis is Radio National's breakfast host. A spokeswoman for Margaret Court says she stands by her belief that marriage is between a man and a woman based on the Bible. A spokeswoman for Scott Morrison says he intends to continue to be open about his Christian faith and take up invitations to attend and speak at church services. She says the views of those churches are a matter for them. This episode was produced and mixed by Chris Dengate. Additional production by Sydney Pede and Flint Duxfield. Our supervising producer is Stephen Smiley. I'm Sam Hawley. ABC News Daily will be back again tomorrow. You can find all of our episodes of the podcast on the ABC Listen app. Thanks for listening.